Okay, you're thirsty, you're dehydrated, you're in need of a drink. What is the best beverage to reach for? Probably much like you, I would say water, but no, 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 says uh, researchers. They say that uh, water actually is not the best drink. It should not be your go-to drink when you're dehydrated. Let's uh, welcome in our friend, nutritionist and wellness expert, Laura DeSanctis. You can find her on Instagram at Go With Your Gut, and she joins us each and every Thursday here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Laura, good afternoon, and how are you? I'm doing well. Good afternoon. How are you? Well, I'm good. I'm a little dehydrated, and I, I'm drinking coffee, which I know is bad. That's a diuretic as well. But uh, what is this study uh, telling us about water? It's not the best. Uh, it's not the go-to when it comes to uh, hydrating. I, I, you know what? When I read the study, I thought it was crazy because any living thing on this earth depends on water to help hydrate themselves. Like when we look at animals and plants. All they really need is, um, aside from proper vitamins and minerals in the sun, they need water right. to grow. So now all of a sudden there's a study that's coming out about milk and how milk is super hydrating, which I find based on so much other conflicting research that it's not super hydrating. Um, it causes so much uh, inflammation. It causes gas. It causes bloating, especially when we have the casein and the whey protein, which are common allergens found in milk. So I find that milk, like I find it, it's very odd and in my whole time being a holistic practitioner, I've never once recommended milk to anyone when they were super dehydrated. So uh, I'll be honest really with you. you. You know, if I ran a marathon, if I ran 26 miles and I'm super dehydrated and I'm really thirsty, mm-hmm. I, the last thing I'm really reaching for is like a glass or a pint or a quart of milk. Yeah. I mean, doesn't everyone just, I think most people just want water and they'd have um, electrolytes in it. But especially when we look at dairy and the dairy system in North America, like it's so mucus forming. We know that it can increase inflammation. It can increase the blood sugar imbalances, insulin resistance, type 2 diabetes. There's been tons of studies about that. And that cow's milk, especially, it's highly processed and it's very hard to digest. So that's Definitely, I'm, I'm very interested in seeing more information uh, as to how long this other this study, if they're going to roll it out and do like a, a 10-year study on this or a 20-year study, because I find it fascinating that they really think that milk is, what, is something that can hydrate you. Yeah, because these researchers are basically saying that uh, milk is good because, uh, well, first of all, unlike a water, it does have a little bit of sugar, fat, mm-hmm. and uh, protein, and uh, they also say it's got sodium, which acts like a sponge and holds on to water in the body and therefore it results in less urine being produced and therefore uh, I guess you're more hydrated? I mean, our bodies are made up, though, of 70% of water. So why would we not replenish your body with more water? That just seems like it's, it's common sense to me. So I find that this study is, is really, it's really odd. And then if you are dehydrated aside from drinking water, why not trying to get, why not try to get water from like fiber-rich, nutrient-dense and hydrating foods like we know watermelon? Right. All right. Uh, Meanwhile, we also wanted to talk this afternoon about this new cookbook that Martha Stewart is apparently set to uh, introduce. Uh, I have to believe that her good friend Snoop, Snoop Dogg, is a co-author on this because (laughs) it's all about marijuana edibles, Laura. Yeah. So I'm really interested. And I know uh, Martha was here in Toronto the other day and she said it's it's CBD, so she doesn't want to get it mixed up with marijuana where you're going to get a high, but CBD edible. So I'm very interested, and I still have some you know, conflicting views on CBD and what it can do for your body and, and the type of dosages. So I'm really interested in 
I don't even know about trying these recipes. Are you interested in trying these recipes? Because I want to know, like, what actually happens when you consume Martha's products? Well, this is it, because when it comes to CBD and CBD oil, and you and I have uh, talked several times about this uh, on the air, I I think the jury is still out. I mean, there's claims Mm -hmm. that it helps uh, when it comes to uh, pain management and also uh, dealing with anxiety, right? Yeah. So, I mean, again, what what is the dosage, though, that she's suggesting in her cookbook? And where do you have to buy this? these CBD products from. Yeah, and that's the big question regarding most edibles, isn't it, as we get set for the legalization Mm -hmm. of that uh, next month. uh, I know there's a a lot of concern among uh, experts as to uh, people making their own edibles at home and uh, do they know what is a safe dosage or uh, quantity and how is it being incorporated into baking? Exactly. And I think everybody responds differently. So what a dosage may work for Martha and given her age may not work for someone like me or you, but everyone responds differently. So I'd be very interested to see it. I don't know if I would buy the book, but I'm very interested in seeing the type of recipe she has um, and to see how like these edibles, the, the CBD that's infused in her baking and cooking, do you really do taste anything or does it enhance the taste profiles? I'm curious. Yeah, generally, as the tech industry calls them, first adopters. I'm not normally a first adopter, and I don't think I will be here. I think I'll just wait for that cookbook (laughs) to come out, wait a few months, and uh, read a few reviews. (laughs) All right, uh, finally, we also wanted to talk to you about this study that's out that says almost two-thirds of Ontario seniors who received vitamin B12 uh, shots there's actually no evidence that these uh, shots actually help them, and the Ontario healthcare system is wasting essentially millions of dollars uh, on them. Uh, what is your take, Laura, on that and vitamins in general? Okay, so I think um, we do need vitamins and minerals. I, I think that because, especially living in Canada, and if we do eat seasonally, we're not getting all the vitamins and minerals uh, needed. But I think especially when it comes to seniors, um, if they have already, the study said they had sufficient levels of vitamin B12, they're not actually getting their um, blood levels checked. They're not asking, you know, am I deficient in B12 and all these other vitamins? I think a lot of the time, if we go to, um, if we look at having a Mediterranean diet where we're incorporating some meat, we will have hopefully sufficient levels of vitamin B12. But whether you're a senior or not, a lot of people are deficient in vitamin, vitamin B12 because A, they're vegan or vegetarian, so you only get vitamin B12 from eating animal products. Um, and then also if you have leaky gut. So we've been, I've, we've been talking about digestive health a lot of the time on the show, and it comes in and out depending on the topic, but if you don't absorb what you're actually eating, so there's this quote that says you are what you eat, but that's actually not really true. Um, you are what you digest. So if you're not digesting foods that have B12 in it, if you have leaky gut, um, that means you have malabsorption. Okay, and interesting, because I was going to ask you, yeah, isn't the better way to, to get the vitamins you need, or I, I guess the preferred way, is through the foods uh, you're eating? It's but uh, Of you, course. Yeah, so you're suggesting even if you're doing that, uh, we all absorb these vitamins differently, and there might be those that are still deficient and might need a supplement? Exactly. They might need a supplement, and there's nothing wrong with taking uh, a vitamin supplement. I suggest people take a vitamin supplement over getting a B12 shot, but I always like as a holistic nutritionist, and I always like to attack things from food first. So if we do eat meat, um, look at 
rich uh, foods high in vitamin B12. So that would be liver, chicken, or beef. Wild-caught fish is also a great option, or grass-fed beef and lamb. And then if that's not an option for uh, vegans or vegetarians, then look into um, supplementation for B12 supplementation. Yeah, let, let me ask I you just uh, finally, because we're getting into kind of cold and flu season, and I know there's a bit yeah. of a cold going around our building uh, even already. <laughs> Uh, should people be taking vitamin C in particular starting now? Or does that help to fend off or ward off uh, colds and flu? Yeah, it definitely does. I think if you can take vitamin C through natural sources, again, if you want to have your up your citrus, um, have lemon, warm water and lemon in the morning also helps. It kind of just primes the pump and it would kill any bad bacteria. But I think a lot of the time, too, is not just the vitamin C, is that um, there's so many germs that are coming around too when we're indoors. So it's a combination of making sure that we're having uh, good sources of vitamin C, making sure we're getting adequate sleep, and then also washing our hands frequently. All right. Great advice as always. Laura DeSanctis with us each and every Thursday. Uh, Laura, thanks as always for the time. Thanks so much. Thanks, Jeff.